This is Daring to Tell, the podcast where writers read their true stories of personal daring. Then we talk about writing and life. I'm your host, Michelle Rado. Nothing's gonna make me brave. Nothing's gonna make me brave. Nothing's gonna make me brave except doing what makes me scared. Today, this month, I have got nothing. I don't have a writer, I don't have a memoir, I don't have an essay. Nonetheless, the deal I've struck with you, with myself, is to put out an episode on the first Tuesday of each month, and I take that seriously. I come from the world of radio, which is a ravenous beast that must be fed. The least I can do in my new podcast world is to try and honor the schedule as best as I can, because I believe in clocks and calendars. And thinking about calendars, I wanted to look up Janice. J-A-N-U-S, since it's January, and that's part of um, my devotional ritual, I guess I would call it. Wikipedia says that Janus was a Roman god of beginnings, gates, transitions, time, duality, doorways, passages, frames, and endings. He is usually depicted as having two faces. This was how the month of January got its name, of course. I want to run through that list yet again because I really like it. Beginnings, gates, transitions, time, duality, doorways, passages, frames, and endings. The picture is of a head in silhouette with two faces, one looking forward and one looking back. And that's really a good starting point for what I thought I would mention today since, yes, it happens to be January when I am thinking about all the reasons why I don't have a writer to speak with this month. This podcast had its beginnings in January of 2021. I had had an aha moment in a building your platform as a writer workshop I was taking with Nadine Kenny Johnstone person you've heard about many times on this podcast and who, in fact, I am now the producer for her podcast, Heart of the Story, which you should definitely check out. Anyway, I had been, at that time, I was a radio producer. One strategy to begin talking to an audience is a podcast. Well, duh, I thought I can totally do that. I was in a class with about a dozen really remarkable memoir and personal essay writers. And so I started featuring many of them. I put out about a dozen episodes in about as many weeks, and I just couldn't keep up the schedule. There was no way that I was going to be able to do it the way I wanted to, which is to read a book, thinking about what parts resonate with me, contact the writer, and have a conversation with them about writing in general and writing that particular book or essay edit that conversation for clarity, add my own commentary to the open and the close, then put out the episode. It's a lot of steps, and I'm a person 
who really likes to take time in between each step. So I put the podcast on pause for a few months and then started up again in October of 2021 with a remarkable debut memoir from BBC journalist Chris Wolfe. It was called Bumbling Through the Hindu Kush. At that point, I transitioned to a monthly schedule, which was much more manageable, but still intense. I have managed to keep up that schedule, putting something out the first Tuesday of every month, including occasional bonus episodes, until December of 2023. Not a bad run, overall. So this is why it's a little embarrassing, really, to share that I have nothing for you on this first Tuesday of January 2024. Admitting as much, I suppose, does fit my own criteria for this podcast. And it's not like I haven't been reading lots of books, getting lots of good pitches from writers, thinking about what and who I'd like to talk with next. It's just that there's been a lot going on recently. And while on one hand... This podcast is one of the very most important things that I do, I would say, for myself. It's also the thing I end up pushing to the back burner behind a lot of other jobs that must take precedence, and which are not just jobs, but other creative projects near and dear to my heart, like producing audiobooks. A new thing I've started, which I am so excited about, the book I'm in the midst of producing right now is A Hard Silence with author Melanie Brooks. Melanie has been on this podcast twice, first when her book was a mere manuscript and once after she found the publisher and it was put out into the world. I also have mentioned my audiobook debut title was Sushi Tuesdays with author Charlotte Maya, who has also been on this podcast. Two authors I am so, so honored to have met and spoken with and also worked with. That takes us to the next topic that I wanted to mention today, which is death. Death plays a central role in both of those audiobooks I've worked on or am working on. And that has been a topic that has been driving almost all of what I am thinking about and reading these days. Not a popular topic by any stretch, so I hope you'll stick with me, but it is a topic I just can't seem to look away from, which is something else that I feel a little funny admitting, but there it is. Another facet of interest that is taking up a good bit of my time and attention has been meditation, the practice of sitting and watching our thoughts. I have been drawn to meditation for a long time, but in a much more dedicated way over the past year. In yet another January, January of 2023, I did a 21-day meditation challenge, and it pretty much stuck. Now, I don't really believe in or adhere to New Year's resolutions. As you probably have experienced, they usually don't stick. 
But for me, this was just a decision, and it did stick. And I've wondered frequently, why? Why did I do this? The answer is partially in the description, I think. It's a practice. Practicing something means keeping on working at trying to get something right, doesn't it? I have been and still am a person filled with so much angst. Angst about not knowing things, anxiety about doing things wrong, like meditating. What is it exactly we're practicing at? To just focus on your breath the whole time? To try and do that without any diversion or distraction? I first learned about meditation from a friend I had met in a writing group a very long time ago, Susan Piver, who has now created a whole meditation community called The Open Heart Project. And so I always have to say it's her voice in my head when I think about the meditation instructions, which I hear her saying is a millennia years old practice. We sit in a comfortable position, either on a cushion on the floor or in a chair with our feet flat on the ground. We focus our attention on our breath to feel the breath. We observe our thoughts coming and going as they do. And when we end up being carried off on some particular storyline or to-do list or task or whatever, to the extent that we have forgotten our breath, we notice that. We say to ourselves, thinking. And then we gently release that thought or storyline. Just let it go. Gently is a key point here for me in particular. And then return our attention to our breath. The point is not to breathe perfectly with no thought interventions, I don't think. The goal is not to attain some level of bliss or calm, I don't think. The point, I think, is only to observe our mind. And my observation is that I can be quite a harsh critic of myself of those I love most on this planet, and that I must do it right, whatever it is. Why? Why do we hold those we love most to the harshest, highest standards? I don't know. But if we, if I, can notice it, well, that's something. That's the meditation part, and it turns out to be a remarkable practice for audiobook production, except instead of focusing my attention on the breath, I am bringing my one-pointed attention to the words the author is reading in her book, a steady stream of thought from written word to vocalization, my job to listen and make sure it sounds like what it says on the page. So, audiobooks, meditation, what else? 
oh, yes, the reading I have been doing. I can't stop reading about death and dying. And I can't stop thinking about energy. I guess energy and consciousness and what it is and where it goes and what we can know for certain and what we can't know at all. This whole area holds hands very well with the meditation stuff because I'm really interested in what the Buddhists have to say about all this, especially about the concept of the bardo, which is kind of an in-between state. I'll describe it in my own way as saying a sort of waiting room both before and after the threshold of dying. Except there's a lot more involved other than waiting. But it's very slow and very nuanced. And if you aren't paying attention, you just might miss some very important parts. And that whole idea really resonates with me. It just feels true in my bones somehow. I think when I'm not really paying attention, I have missed stuff especially about myself. So meditation is about paying attention. I really find Buddhism interesting, but for the record, I don't want to be a Buddhist. I don't want to be in anything. What I want is to learn things. As a child, I was held away from learning things, learning about the physical world, learning about my body. And right now I am trying to make up for lost time, which feels like such a long, slow process. I really want to learn everything I can from people who feel trustworthy to me about those in-between spaces. And that is, again, how I think of the bardo, a space between places, between living and dying, between dying and what else is out there, if anything. And so as I continue this practice of meditating, I've started to think of it also as a practice for dying because that literally is the culmination of our time on this planet. We get one shot at it and I want to do it right. And by right, I mean the way I need to do it. The side effect, however, has been that meditation is a practice for living. Maybe I'm able to read about all of this right now, or I must read about all of this right now because it feels to me like a tsunami or perhaps more accurately a giant rogue wave is off in the distance the kind of thing we get a glimpse of and go, is that real? Is it really coming? When we first see it, 
it might appear small, we can't look away because we are incredulous to its power, and it's not here, not yet. How long can we wait before it hits? Can we prepare ourselves in any adequate way? The three words that keep coming back to me are, I don't know. But I'm trying. One piece of wisdom I have received in reading about the Bardos is that it is important to only look forward, don't look back. And that makes me think of where I started this today with Janice looking forward and looking back and how the advice of don't look back sort of goes against the grain of memoir writing altogether. That's what it's about, looking back. But maybe it's looking back in a way that allows us to look forward? I don't know. That's kind of where I will leave you today. As I mentioned, I have got a few books I'm reading. I have got a few writers I am hoping to speak with in my own little personal endeavor of daring to tell one story at a time. I am so thankful for those of you who tell me how much you enjoy what I am doing here. Ironically, on a month when I have no new official episode, no new writer, one task I have managed to accomplish is setting up a tip jar. Again, I come from the radio world and specifically the public radio world where we say on a regular basis, if you enjoy what you're hearing, we hope that you'll support it. I don't have any intention or plans of moving to a sponsorship model with this podcast, but I will say if you like this podcast and want to drop a little something in the tip jar to help support it, that would be amazing. The word I like best in this realm is contribute. We are all part of something and have something to contribute, so thank you if this is something you choose to contribute to. What is the other part of my personal endeavor besides this podcast? Well, I do really like to share my newsletter with you, which is not something where I'm really trying to sell you anything other than the book from the writer I'm speaking with each month. But I think of sharing books as introducing friends. If it's a friend you're curious to meet too, well, there's the book for you. But with my newsletter, I'm only sharing my thoughts. Every month, if I'm on track, I share a few more thoughts based on the episode that came out each month, which is something I hope to share with you. So what will be next? That is always the question, isn't it? I don't know. Thank you for being with me to the ending of a podcast episode about beginnings and endings that's going through an in-between of something that I don't know what is next. The person on my journey with me is my husband, Phil Rado, who has written the theme song for this podcast, and I will leave you with another one of his songs that I thought might fit the occasion of today. Until next month, I thank you oh so much for daring to listen. 
if I knew exactly where we're going I wouldn't want to say wouldn't want to say if I knew exactly what comes next I wouldn't want to say wouldn't want to say The birds prefer the trees are flying free I couldn't really say I couldn't really say What I can do And what I should do I need the courage to try And when I want to Tell the whole truth It isn't always top of mind If I knew the secrets of the darkness I wouldn't want to say Wouldn't want to say How many times you're in my dreams I couldn't really say couldn't really say what I can do and what I should do I need the courage to try and when I want to tell the whole truth it isn't always top of mind If I knew exactly where we're going I wouldn't want to say Wouldn't want to say If I knew exactly what comes next I wouldn't want to say I wouldn't want to say